are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Pistons Podcast. Before we get into the episode, this is the final day I'll be telling you guys to make sure to tune into the live NBA Draft Show featuring NBA Draft Goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Carolus. We'll be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Bill Farr. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter, at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me over on YouTube, at Coos Ballroom. You can also find me at Detroit Bad Boys, my orcs about the Pistons. Hal is currently trying to make me laugh right now. I don't know why. Um, but we have we have two guests today. Uh, if you guys have listened to the podcast over the last few weeks, you guys will know our two most featured guests is Hal from the Busted Header podcast, and we also got Bryce from the Motor City Hoops podcast. And, you know, they've talked about it for a few times, you know, maybe we should have both of them on at the same time. So I thought, you know, the best way to do that would be to have it be the podcast, the last podcast before the NBA draft. So that's what we have for you guys today of Thursday, what is it, July 29th. We have both Bryce and Hal on the podcast. Hal, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm disappointed you didn't announce me last. You know, that's the important position. That's what I'm told. I'm hurt <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> well, I, well, Bryce, how you doing then? I guess you got a prestige uh, position there. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, now, nah, man. I'm doing good as always. I enjoy it, and I'm even more excited to be on here with Hal. Um, Hal and I have never done a podcast together. I'd like to get him on Motor City Hoops at some point as well. Um, so I'm just excited to to talk hoops with both of you. Anytime. Yeah, this, this should be all be fun. This should all be fun having all three of us here. This is this will be a dope podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. So obviously. This is the podcast, the last one before the NBA draft. The NBA draft will be tonight at 7 p.m., I believe. Is it 7 p.m., 7.30? Uh, somewhere around that time. I know the draft show for Lockdown Network is at 7 p.m. You guys can tune into that because I will be there instantly. Uh, they'll be talking to me pre-draft. So if you guys want to see that, make sure you guys check that out. So on today's podcast, we're going to go through each of our personal top five picks that we believe will happen. Uh, I like to see if I, I honestly, usually before the podcast, I talk with the guests and like kind of get an idea of where we're going. I, we did not do that. So I don't know where they're going to pick. I don't know who they're going to go. One, two, three, four, five. So this will be interesting to see. But before we get into that, for the final time, all my loyal listeners, you guys know, this has been an absolute pain in the ASS for me to do constantly over and over and over since the Pistons won the lottery. But for the final time, everybody, we can, we can celebrate and clap it up. We can finally talk about, Will K. Cunningham actually go number one to the Pistons? Do you think they actually will not draft K. Cunningham for the final time? So, Hal, let's go with you first, man. Do you think the Pistons are going to draft K. tomorrow? Are you worried at all leading into the final day that they will not draft K. Cunningham? Am I worried? Yes. It's the final day before the draft. Like, I'm nervous as hell. Do I I think it's like a <laughs> 90-10 like, split. Like, I'm pretty confident it's K., but yeah. You're supposed to be nervous the day before a draft. It's it's what's always the case, whether you pick 15th or first. So, yeah, <laughs> I hope it's Cade. I want it to be Cade. Pretty sure it's going to be Cade. 
nobody's making it easy on us though are are they for real for real Bryce, what do you think? Are you are you worried at all, man? No, I'm actually uh, I'm actually pretty calm about it. Like I, I think Cade's going to be number one. I'm ready to sit down watch the watch it tomorrow, um, and I'm actually kind of I've shifted my mindset to be honest with both of you to what are we going to do the rest of the draft? Are we going to trade back into the first round? What's going to happen with the second round picks? Like I don't mean to jump over Cade. Like like I'm as excited as anybody. I don't want it to sound any other way, but. I'm just, I fully believe that's who we're going to take. I think everything else was just, was someone willing to give a godfather offer that you guys have talked about for the number one pick? I don't think it's going to happen. So I think Cade Cunningham is going to be a piston. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys have heard me say this for like 25,000 times, but I am, I'm, I would say I'm not worried that the Pistons won't draft Cade. I think he's the pick though. I think my mindset has actually shifted. I tweeted this out today, I believe, or yesterday when you guys are listening to this that I don't even care anymore who they draft. I don't care. I just need this to hurry up and get over with. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep listening to the speculation every day, something new. We don't know if it's BS or not. And then you got conflicting reports, conflicting rumors. It's just, I can't keep doing this. At first, I thought having number one pick was going to be amazing. I thought we were going to absolutely love this. Turns out I've hated every second of this. I have not, I have not enjoyed a single second of this. This has been painful to deal with. I don't like this. Uh, but since... Bryce, you just brought it up. I guess before we get into each of our top five picks uh, for the draft tonight, I guess we can talk about uh, that godfather offer you were speaking about. So I've talked about it on the podcast the last two days. Uh, we'll talk about the first trade offer. And me, me and uh, Hal talked about this a little bit on Twitter today, so I kind of know where Hal's coming from. So, Hal, you'll go last here. You get to have that prestigious position you really want. Um, Thank you. There you go. Uh, but, Bryce, I'm sure you've heard the rumor about possibly – the OKC, OKC Thunder possibly offered SGA and number six for the number one overall pick. Is that, for you, a godfather offer enough to uh, pass up on Cade? To me, that's not a godfather offer. I think it's an offer willing of like Troy Weaver's attention. Or if I was in Troy Weaver's shoes, I'd be like, okay, let me really think about this. I think the thing that gets brought up a lot is the cap situation because SGA obviously is going to be through his rookie contract obviously, before Cade Cunningham would be. Um, I wouldn't do SGA in six. The one I've really, I think, does start to turn into a godfather offer is SGA in two or three. Like, to me, that's that's a lot. SGA and then either Jalen Green or Evan Mobley is a lot. And I think you would really, really have to consider that. Uh, for me personally, I'll just say I would take that trade. I would take SGA in number two or number three. All right, Hal. So you, well, first off, I, I believe me and you've already talked about this. I, I'm pretty sure I know where you stand on the SGA and six, but go ahead and let all our listeners know. Do you believe that SGA and six would be a good enough offer to pull the trigger on? And then since Bryce just brought it up, would you, if there was any way possible uh, for OKC to get number two and three? And on yesterday's podcast, I actually spent like, I believe like 15 minutes saying why I believe that just wouldn't be possible for OKC. I know people have been throwing it out there a lot uh, as a hypothetical to do. I just don't see how OKC would be capable of giving up the two or three without giving up SGA. Uh, but let's just say they were able to do it. So Hal, answer that first question. And also, if they were able to get to two or three, would you take SGA and then two or three with it? Would that change your mind? So six isn't enough for me. Um, two or three, I'd, I'd have to think about it. I think uh, two, I would probably do. Um, I I would want Evan Mobley in that situation pretty, pretty handily. Um I know the noise around Detroit has been Jalen Green, which would make me a little iffier. I just I'm not I'm not ready for that. But 
if I got two in Evan Mobley or if I knew the Rockets at two were going with Green or Cade and that three was going to get me Mobley, I would probably do it. I mean, even if if I had pretty high confidence that four was going to get me Mobley, I'd still think about it. Um, but yeah, it's just the contract, he's going to be making 30 some million dollars a year. And without Cade, you're talking about a Killian SGA as like your two big guys. And then it's Sadiq and, and Isaiah Stewart, and you don't have any more cap space. Um, and Jeremy Grant, excuse me. So that just to me screams like 39, 40 wins and like a, an eighth seed, ninth seed kind of thing. I, I just, I'm not, I don't see how that progresses into title contender. Um, like we said on, on Twitter earlier, if you get that uh, somehow, if you, if you were to add SGA two years from now, when you have a, a established Cade Cunningham and an established Killian Hayes and all that, that makes a lot more sense. But, but right now, no, I, I just, I don't see the point. You're fair rushing enough. it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I, this is something I, I want to ask real quick and this can be some quick answers before we get into the mock draft. But um, so I saw, I'm sure you guys saw the report as well, but for all of you guys who didn't, apparently I talked about it a little bit on yesterday's podcast as well. So if you didn't listen to that, go listen to that. Um, but apparently there was a report. I forget where it was from. I think it was from uh, ESPN. I might be wrong. It was either ESPN or Bleacher Report that leaked out like what the Pistons Godfather offer actually is, what it entails. And I believe uh, Lasser's Jackson was the one who retweeted and put it on my timeline. Um, but it was a young star, a top pick in this draft, and a future first or future first. So uh, do you think – you guys said – uh, Bryce, you said you would take it. How you said if it was for Mo, uh, if Mobley was still there, you might take it. Um, do you think the Pistons would take that? Do you think the Pistons, because uh, they did say that they wanted uh, extra first in the future as well in that report. Do you think SGA and two or three would would uh, make it to where they wouldn't care about that future first? They'd just take that off the bat? Bryce, what do you think? Oh, um, I, I, I don't think... Uh... I mean, I don't think SGA in two or three is that realistic anyway. So asking for another first on top of that, I think is a lot. I think the where a future first, I think SGA number six and a future first, um, you know, makes a lot of sense. And it, how it may have been you that brought this up to me on Twitter, though, those future firsts, like you have no idea what, what those are going to be like. They, Sorry, Hal, I know I'm taking your points from you now, but like you don't no, know. Good. You don't know what those future firsts are going to be. And if you really go through them, like Hal outlined it to me on Twitter, like a lot of them don't look that attractive. So um, I don't even know that those future firsts do a whole lot for me. To me, it's about now. And that's why number two or three, knowing that it would be, and I agree with Hal that I would want Mobley. Hal, what do you think? Yeah, I'm in the same. If you, I think either way, if I'm giving you the first overall pick, you're sweetening the deal for me however I want. Like, I'm taking two of your major assets, but if you're OKC and you've got all those picks from uh, the Russ trade and from the the uh, Paul George trade, I'm I'm asking for whatever I want when it comes to like those Clippers picks, and you're and you're gonna throw them in because that's what I'm asking for. I I get again to get to the third pick, they probably have to trade all those anyway, so that's where it's like also you just. I don't. I don't think two and six is enough, right? You, you're basing this on um, on on SGA, and you're basing this on this on whatever else the like big asset that comes with it is. 
I don't think six is a big enough asset to just continue the conversation, no matter how many other things you throw in. So uh, you get up to three and like, yeah, I might ask for, for a couple seconds or something just, just to make me feel better about it. And to, you know, it's a, it's good for your PR when you're trading the, the number one pick to get as many things coming in as possible just to make fans feel better about it. Um, but again, I think you'd have to trade those just to get to the higher pick and trade up. So I don't, it's not plausible to me. Fair enough. Um, there's actually something I want to talk about this a little bit more moving forward. Uh, so when we come back, we'll talk about this a little bit more and then we'll get into the mock draft. If you, I'm sorry for all you guys who are probably looking forward to that, but I promise we'll get to that soon enough. But before we get into any more of what's coming up in the podcast, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Rock Auto. If you ever need a part for your car, head to the store, go through a ton of confusing questioning just for one of the workers to tell you they don't have the part that you're looking for. I know I have. That's why you should avoid all these problems and rock with another one of our sponsors, rockauto.com. Find whatever part you're looking for on your computer or in your hand on your phone by using rockauto.com. Don't worry about having to create an account or making a membership. Just head over to rockauto.com and start shopping. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest and most reliable prices. Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Okay, Hal, I know you absolutely love that uh, that ad read. I, I know that Rock Auto is your is your favorite one right there. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I th- you, do you have you ever used Rock Auto, man? Are you sure you don't need it? Not yet. Fair enough, but, Bryce. You, you know, need car, it? car's still doing good. You don't curse me yet. <laughs> Bryce, you you need rock auto, man. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I just I just come for the I just come for the built bar. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Megan. If you're listening to this, I know you're gonna love that. Uh, Hopefully, a good but, start to your day, anyways, Megan. Give you a good laugh to start your yeah. uh, Thursday morning. <laughs> but um, basically, what we were just talking about with SGA and this whole rumor trade, um, there's something I wanted to hit on. And I, I said this yesterday, but I wanted to re, uh, reaffirm this right here with you guys here. And then if you guys have any adding thoughts, you guys can. If not, we can get right into the mock draft. But Bryce, you kind of hit on it earlier. The biggest thing that holds me up is the, the cap situation. That right there is the biggest thing that like holds me back. Because it's not that I have some people. I've seen some people on Twitter say that like SGA is deserving of a payday. He 100% is. He 100% should be paid. Um, he's deserving of it. He's a really good young prospect. Like he's good. It says the Pistons should not be the one to give it to them. And they have this cap this cap sheet right now that's extremely flexible right now for the first time in a long time. And I'm worried my worry would be if you trade, let's say, like six and SGA for the first overall pick, or even SGA and three for the first overall pick. My worry would then be that would you even be able to how how capable would you be able to create a a good roster around these guys now that you have to pay SGA. Now you got, you also have Jeremy Grant. Um, and then basically you're really betting on a lot of these young guys flourishing and taking big steps. Um, and I, me personally, I just don't know if that's something I really want to do when you could have the option of getting Cade, someone who has just as high, if not higher ceiling than SGA um, has an extremely high floors or as people are saying that possibly the most uh, well-rounded prospect ever to enter the draft. And you have them on a rookie scale. So you can build, you have four years to build this team exactly how you want with the flexibility that you need and however much you, uh, whatever you want to do, all the changes you can make, you have literally all the flexibility to do that for four years. Um, you can add people through free agency. You can take on tra- uh, trades, bigger contracts that involve picks. If you want more picks, you can take on bigger contracts. 
for maybe stars that may be a tad overpaid, but if you feel like you can go for it, you can bring them in because you have the flexibility to do so. All kinds of things. I would rather have that flexibility along with the potential superstar already at 19, 18 years old, rather than the 23-year-old who I'm going to have to pay next year and that's going to like handicap me somewhat for a team that's not ready for a 23-year-old heading into a contention. Like it, the Pistons are not ready. They'd be like skipping too many steps and basically would fail at that. So I, I'm just not interested in it, in it uh, much at all. If you guys have any thoughts on it, you guys can hit on. But if not, we can move on with the mock draft. Okay. All right. We're all good. All good. All right. So I guess we're at, 15, we're at 16 minutes now. Uh, this should take up the rest of the podcast, I believe. Uh, we're going to give some a little analysis afterwards. Obviously, I think I'm the one here with the least amount of draft, a uh, little experience, a little scouting stuff, whatever, all these players. So mine, mine, don't clown mine too much. You guys are coming. I know this is my pocket. You guys come for me every day, obviously. But this part right here, you guys are coming for Hal and Bryce, man. You guys, this is where you guys are coming for. I'll participate. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll give up the sunshine a little bit for uh, Bryce and Bryce and Hal. I'm, I'm a really good guy like that. But, but um, <laughs> obviously, with the first pick, in the 2021 NBA draft, how? Who are the Pistons picking and why? We got Cade. Uh, it's it. It should not be that hard. Uh, he's. I think if you look at like the consensus mock drafts where people kind of compile all of the the mock drafts, like he's rated at like a 1.1 average. Like almost everyone, like 90% of people, have him as their number one pick. Uh, he's probably the safest pick we've seen in the draft since I I don't know when. Um, and also one of the guys who might be the most productive player, like in one of one of the three best prospects, probably of the last decade, at least. So uh, yeah, you should pick Cade Cunningham. That's who, that's right, who I pick. All right, Bryce, who you, who you going with? Number one, Pistons are taking who? Yeah, Cade Cunningham. And I, I don't have to repeat everything Hal said and, and anything you're going to say. I just want to, I, I just want to make this point out of the top. To me, it's a three person draft at the top. Cade, Mobley, Green. He has the highest floor by far of those three players. And if you want to say Mobley and Green may have a higher ceiling, fine. I'm not going to argue with you. Maybe it's a, a, a few points higher. But his percentage chance of hitting his ceiling is much higher than them, their chance of hitting their ceiling. That's the best way I can describe it. So that he not only does the highest floor, he has the highest chance of hitting his ceiling, even if it is one or two points below the other two. Take Cade Cunningham. All right. I completely agree with both of them. Everything they said, take Cade Cunningham. You guys all knew that was coming. Um, but yeah, every I basically have nothing to add to that. They said exactly what needed to be said. So I want to follow up on Bryce's Go point. Just say, the, the other part of that ceiling argument is like people, not only is Cade probably more likely to reach his ceiling just because he has such a great baseline of skills, his ceiling is also like 98% of the other twos. Like it's an, it's not that much lower than those guys is ceiling. So even if they get the best possible outcome, if Cade also reaches his best possible outcome, you're not going to feel bad about it. If Cade reaches like his 90th percentile outcome, you're not going to feel bad about it. It's going to be really hard to feel bad about drafting Cade Cunningham, even if the other two end up being better. Fair enough. I completely agree with you. Thank God this will be the last time we have to make that argument. I know we've been making that argument for weeks, literally. And I'm, I'm not joking. When you guys listen to this podcast, all of you guys, I'm not joking. This has literally been just the, the most painful experience of, for, of, of my life over the past month, having to, having to do this over and over, man. I had a few guys tweet me today, like, just one more day, man. You got it. One more day. I thought but, that was the air conditioning. 
No, I actually, you know what? There you go. The AC. I was gonna say the AC had to be worse. No, yes, the AC actually was worse. Let me not let me not get out of pocket about it. Uh, but okay, so this will be the last one before we go to break, and then we'll uh we'll handle the rest of the picks. Number two, the Houston Rockets in the twenty twenty one NBA draft. Bryce, who are you selecting? We're, I just want to confirm. We're saying what we think is going to happen, right? Correct. If you also want, if you want to throw into your explanation who you'd rather pick instead, go ahead. Okay. I think they're going to take Jalen Green, um, just based off the information. I'm I'm not privy to a lot, but what I do see, I guess, and what people talk about. So I think tomorrow night the pick will be Jalen Green. I think it should be Evan Mobley because I personally think Evan Mobley is the better prospect and is going to end up being the better player just from what I know and the people I've talked to. So the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. I think they should take Evan Mobley. All right, Hal, I I have a little feeling that you might uh, agree with everything Bryce just said, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's the noise is all that they're going to take Jalen Green, that everybody loves Jalen Green as the number two guy. Uh, I think it's mostly because he's the easiest sell from a PR standpoint. Your owner, right, we, we all talk about GMs and and scouts, and um, they may love Mobley as much as we do, but your owner sees the guy who's a, <clears throat> excuse me, a crazy athlete and can shoot the ball and do all the star stuff, and the owner says, I want that guy. And when it's close enough between the two, you're just going to pick him. It's, it's not worth arguing, you know. Um, I think Jalen Green is kind of the obvious pick for them. I too would would select Mobley, and we can talk more about him in a second. All right, uh, I also would think that they're going to go Jalen Green. Uh, I'm not big draft uh, draft person like you guys already know. As these two guys, I think Hal probably has the most experience of us here. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're going to go with Jalen Green. From what I hear, though, if if Evan Mobley is supposed to be what people are saying he's supposed to be at his position and at what he does, what he's going to do, I think that's going to end up being more valuable if he hits his. Uh, hits his ceiling. I think those kind of players are more valuable and, and m- much more rare than it is to find like a twenty point per game score, which is what Jalen Green's going to be. I I believe Hal, you you told us this, or it might have been Keith, either Keith or Hal, said on a few weeks ago talking about how many twenty point per twenty point per game scores there are in the NBA. I believe it was like I don't know, like thirty to forty or something this year in the NBA. It was a lot. So I mean, it's not as rare anymore to see it happen, but. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the third pick. And actually, there's a question before we get to the third pick. I'm going to ask these two guys about Jalen Green versus Evan Mobley. But before we get into all that, let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, BetOnline AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan. And if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there was one problem I ran into. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's my found BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season and the NBA season might be over, but the MLB is still in full swing. And even if you don't like betting on sports, you can take your adventures beyond that. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. BetOnline has real-time updated odds odds, and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus and your first deposit and make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, the online sportsbook experts. All right, so before we went to break to bet online, uh, and once again, if you guys like betting, go hit up bet online. Uh, before we went to all that, uh, we were talking about the number two overall pick with the Houston Rockets. You guys talked about how you guys believe the Houston Rockets will be selecting um, Jalen Green, but also I believe all of us right now would say that we'd rather have we would take Evan Mobley. Um, so Hal, we'll go with you first. 
actually, no, we'll go Bryce first since Hal seems to be more, he's more of a draft guy than both me and Bryce. So we'll let me and Bryce go first and Hal, you can like kind of correct people if we say something dumb or something. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, Bryce, what do you think it is? Like, I think Hal kind of hit on it a little bit down, uh, in the end of his uh, explanation a couple minutes ago. But Bryce, what is it about Jalen Green that you believe has people wanting him over uh, Evan Mobley? Is it is it close? Do you believe it's close enough to where it was not that big of a deal to pick Jalen Green over Evan Mobley? Do you think it's a big gap and they're going to make a big mistake? Like, what is it between these two guys? I think the actual argument outside the Pistons and, and outside of Detroit, the real argument starts at two and three between Mobley and, and Green. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't know that, that Mobley is just in this tier crazy above Jalen Green. Um, if I had to tier players, I'd have Cade in a tier by himself, then Mobley in a tier by himself, then Green, and you could argue whether – I don't know that Suggs is even in that tier with Green. I don't, I don't know. But that's how – I do think Mobley's a tier above. So I don't think it's – again, I don't think it's like a crazy mistake. I, I personally think people look at Evan Mobley and you talk so much about his defense – People don't realize what he has the potential. All these guys are potential to bring offensively and not just as a seven footer, but like a guy that can play on the perimeter. Like everything I've heard is there's skill to his game. So you have that guy that can run the floor, is athletic, can block shots, and then you give him a a developing skill level. I mean, that's big time. That's hard to find. And I don't want to undervalue Jalen Green. I love Jalen Green. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's going to be a big time scorer, big time scorer. But I don't know if his game's just going to be limited to that. So I think Evan Mobley, I just think he has a chance to be really special. All right, Hal, go ahead and take the floor, man. Well, first of all, Bryce played basketball. Like I, I, I didn't. So and you played basketball. There's there's expertise there that I don't have for sure. Uh, I think when it comes to Green, first of all, I think we all say like twenty point scorer because it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Like he has potential to be like thirty point scorer. Right. And and that's like the 30 point score is the new 20. Right. He has that kind of potential. He has the the dribble step backs and all the crazy stuff that when you need a, a go to bucket in the playoffs, he can get you that. Um, I do think people uh, see like the athleticism and maybe they don't understand like he's still a re- like a really small body guy. Like he's he's like 170 pounds or something right now. Like he's just not um, trying to think of the, the right example, but like. Or DeMar DeRozan even. Like, DeMar is like a really strong guy who absorbs contact really well. Jalen Green isn't that yet. And that's all stuff that you can project him to, to get stronger and all that. But I think there's some overrating of his potential maybe. And, and that's not to say he can't get there, but just I think it's harder than people think. And it's also just Evan Mobley isn't just a good defender. He's an elite defender and not just at big man defense not just at being around the rim he's a guy who can flip his hips move around the perimeter switch on to smaller players he guards point guards when he has to and he looks totally capable doing that um and then in addition as Bryce said he's way better on offense than he gets credit for he'll probably end up being a pretty good shooter at some point uh he shoots free throws really well the the shooting stroke looks fine certainly something that can be developed he's a really good passer he is easily a better passer than Jalen Green is right now. And I don't I don't even think it's close. I think he probably ends up being the better passer when it's all said and done as well. Um, and then you just have the post scoring. Uh, he's got good athleticism. Something you don't see in the college game as much just because it's more congested is like the 
pick and roll like lob threat, he is a, a good vertical athlete. Like that, it's it's even just the most basic of offense. He's really good at. So I just think similar to like we said, Cade has a really high floor. I think Evan Mobley has a really high floor. It's just really hard to see Evan Mobley not being a starting level player at the four or the five for multiple years. It's hard to see him not be an all-star at some point, just because he has so many things. And Jalen Green could be the best of them, but he's also got the longest road to get there. Fair enough. All right, so there we go. We're going to go ahead and head to the third pick of the NBA draft. This one is by the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think we know where we're going with this one, but how? Who are the Cleveland Cavaliers selecting? I'm throwing a wrench in this one. Oh, don't uh, no, say you I'm, are. I'm predicting a trade that they get rid of Colin Sexton and they draft Jalen Sucks. Are you being serious? Kind of. I mean, part of it's okay. like I want to throw a wrench in the works, but also it's it's the kind of thing that makes a lot of sense. Like Suggs is again, we talked about like ownership getting involved. Suggs is the guy who dominated the tournament, right? He was the guy. He is the name that everyone who doesn't do draft stuff knows. Um, he was the face of college basketball this year, and also he's really good. You know, he's a guy who projects to be a really good defender. He's a great connective player. He makes the right pass all the time. He's not the best pick-and-roll playmaker or the best shooter or the best finisher or the best at anything, but he does a lot of really fun stuff. He's got that whole winning thing to him, which I think gets a little overrated uh, by people when they talk about players because you do end up with the conversation where every conversation around Jalen Suggs ends up being like, well, he won all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but how? Why? You know, does that translate? Um but I just think like he there's it's it's not hard to see one of these teams buying high on Jalen Suggs. And I think the Cavs are looking to get rid of a guard in Sexton. They don't want to pay him. And uh, Green is presumably off the board. Suggs gets more and more attractive, especially on a draft night trade, if they can get anything for Colin Sexton. So, yeah, just a little wrench in the works. Plus, it makes the, the fourth pick a lot more fun. All right, so Bryce, just just real quick, just just real quick before you go, man. For all you guys listening, we're recording this with video involved. Like I can see how, as we're recording this, how I want you to look up at the camera right now. I want you to tell me with a straight face that the Cleveland Cavaliers are not taking Evan Mobley number three. The Cleveland Cavaliers are not taking Evan Mobley <laughs> to number three. I almost made it. I almost made it. I got to the period that I broke. <laughs> Like, All right. Someone, someone in the draft is going to be stupid. It happens every year. <laughs> it might as well start at number three. I'm just hoping it doesn't start at number one. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Bryce, go ahead, man. Go, who, who are the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, drafting, man? So one, I appreciate how bringing a little bit of spice to our <laughs> mock draft, and I don't think it's as crazy as what like I know we're kind of making light of it, but the. Trading Colin Sexton isn't a crazy idea, right? Like that's something that very well could happen. And if Colin Sexton gets traded, Hal's on to something here. Like there, it very well could be, um, I think Jalen Green falling to them at three would be the better fit in that scenario, to be honest with you. But obviously he's off the board. So I'll stay a little more status quo, I, quo, I guess, and just say they take Evan Mobley. Um, and again, we've talked plenty about Evan Mobley and the prospect he is. So at number three, I have the Cavs taken Mobley, but I like Hal's mindset there. Like that, I don't think it's that crazy. All right, so I'm gonna say this: I'm taking Mobley at number three. Cleveland's going to take Mobley, and I, I, I'm looking underneath my desk real quick 
because there must be a troll underneath there because Hal Hal is <laughs> Hal, Hal is trolling right now. He he knows damn well that's not <laughs> happening and he doesn't believe that his damn self. So I, he, but but I I appreciate the fun with here. With Look, a lot of people I respect have Jalen Suggs as high as number 2 on their board. There's a lot of people who really really believe. Yep. But it only takes one person to really really believe. I, I I appreciate the speech, man. I, I it's very it's very it's very convincing. Uh, but anyways, moving on to number four. This one right here, I think, is actually where it gets really interesting for me, because I have no idea where Toronto is going to go with this pick. I don't know if they're going to trade it. I don't know if they're going to. I know there's been talk, some talk about them moving up. They've obviously been involved in a bunch of other trade rumors as well. Um, and we don't really know who at four is, is like, I believe Bryce has said multiple times, like once you get past three, there's, it's all over the place. You see, you see stuff happen all, all over the place. So um, I guess let's go ahead and start with Bryce because I'm worried how might, might troll us again and go ahead and say <laughs> Kai Jones or something. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Bryce, number four, Toronto Raptors, who are they selecting? Yeah. So I actually think Jalen Suggs is a perfect fit for Toronto. I don't know what's going to happen with Kyle Lowry in Toronto, but I think that's a good transition out of the Kyle Lowry era into the Jalen Suggs era. And so I think number four, I think the draft actually starts at number five, in my opinion, even though I don't have Suggs uh, as high as those other three. Um, what I'll say about Suggs is I think he has a very, very high floor. I just don't see a very high ceiling with him. Like the floor to ceiling gap isn't very much with him. Like with Jalen Green, it's huge. With Jalen Suggs, not a lot there. But I think think he's a quality NBA starter for 10 or 15 years. And I I don't see very many scenarios where that doesn't happen. I just don't see very many scenarios where he becomes like an all-star, perennial all-star, something like that. Um, So uh, I'm not saying he replaces Kyle, Kyle Lowry, but I think he falls into that role. I think he's a good fit for Toronto. All right, Hal, let's go ahead and put that up. Go ahead and take that pot of gold and, and all that, put it away real quick, and let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm messing with you. What's, what's the, who, who do you think Toronto's picking number four? So I I think Suggs is the obvious pick if he's still there for him. Um, oh, here comes the butt. Go ahead. But. No, no, and and Bryce is right. Like He is a guy with a, a good high floor. And I am actually maybe even a little higher on his ceiling. Like he is a really good athlete. And if he, like he has a lot of things he has to fix. I don't love the jump shot. Um, I think he needs to get a little more nuanced in his passing. He's really good in like the, uh, the, the transition kick aheads and stuff. That's that quarterback in him. It's, it's, uh, we're obligated to mention that he was a quarterback. It has to be mentioned. Uh, and like, he's such a good athlete and such a good defender. And like, again, I'm huge on defense. I'm one of those people, I think defense is more important than offense, personally, especially when you consider transition offense comes from your defense. Like, the Bucks just won a championship based off transition offense. He's the kind of guy that can spark that stuff. So I think there's a really high floor for him. I think he's the kind of guy you, you want in the playoffs, right? He's the kind of guy that you just, you see him winning, makes a lot of sense. I gave myself a backdoor here because I just drafted Suggs at three and gave the Raptors Mobley. And hey, look, the Raptors like basically needed a center all year, and I just gave them the best center they could ever ask for. Go me, uh, yeah. I I also want to say it will never happen. I would love if Jalen Johnson somehow ended up in Toronto. He's the he's the like that's the place that that can actually like really work on the project that is Jalen Johnson, and he's one of those guys that like again crazy high ceiling, 
and also crazy low floor. And that's just a, a team that I trust to handle that project. I don't know if I trust anyone else nearly as much. And he's not going to go there, obviously. It's just, it's a, it's a huge reach for them. But I would love it if he somehow ended up there. And I just wanted to mention that. All right. Well, um, I'm not going to give a pick at number four or five because I don't know nearly enough to try to act like I do. And I'm not going to, I'll say this it's smarter to when you admit that you're not the smartest person in the room. That's why I'm so good at what I do. Uh, but <laughs> I, will, I, I, will, I, will, I will ask you guys this right here. Um, so Bleach Report has Scotty Barnes going number four. Just quick thoughts real quick so we can get to five. Cause I do end up actually want to ask the question if it could be, it's a question about six. Or if, if you guys – actually, if this player gets picked at five and you guys are mocked up, we don't have to talk about it. But I don't think he is, so then I want to ask a question about him at the end. So just quick answers uh, with Scotty, Scotty Barnes. What's your guys' thoughts on him? Do you think he realistically could go four? Um, what's your just quick-hitting thoughts on him? Bryce, you can go ahead. Yeah, I don't think he cl- climbs into the f- top four, but I think there's a good chance – or a solid chance he ends up number five. To me, he's a guy that's really risen lately – um, he's a guy I don't know quite as much about. I haven't asked a lot about, haven't done a lot about. Um, I know, you know, he's out of Florida state, which, you know, that they say draft, you know, Rashad Phillips says draft Florida state guys. So, um, Yoda, take that for what it's worth. Hashtag Yoda. Go ahead, Hal. Barnes is another guy where like, if you believe in him, you should be drafting him really high. Like if you, if you think you like what Scotty Barnes has, then you're going to be a person that's like, yes, he's a top five pick in this draft, top four pick in this draft. I don't believe quite as much. Um, I think the shot's pretty broken for him, uh, just full stop. I don't know if he ever becomes even like Draymond Green level shooter. And that's the archetype you're trying to fill is this playmaking power forward. Um, you know, defensively, he's got a lot of tools. He's a crazy athlete. Uh, it scares me a little bit that he is uh, – he is one of those guys who does not look as athletic as he actually tests. Like his combine numbers are off the charts and you just, you don't feel that quite as much on the floor as you'd hope. Um, but like he has a lot of talent. He's a great passer. Even if all he is, is Ben Simmons. And and I say all he is like Ben Simmons is a defensive player of the year candidate. And I'm, I'm higher on Ben than a lot of people are, but it's just a question of like, where does that fit in the modern NBA? Do you have the right team for it? I think at four to the Raptors, it doesn't make a lot of sense because I don't think they need that player, right? They've got OG, they've got Pascal. Doesn't make a lot of sense. I think if they if they were to make that kind of gamble, it'd be on Kuminga, who just like I think has a higher offensive upside and fits a little better. But um, Scotty Barnes is still a really good good player. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, so we'll quickly get into number five because you guys just created like two extra questions I want to ask after the mock draft. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoy this. We're basically going through the last NBA draft, uh, everything to go with that. Mock draft, quick hitting questions. I'm going to ask them about – I'll go ahead and spoil it right now for you guys so you guys can start thinking as you guys pick number five. Who you guys think will be the surprise of the draft? Maybe not drafted in the top five, but it could go like number 10, 11, 12 that you guys think could shock people, kind of go like the Kawhi Leonard route. Giannis route, et cetera, kind of thing like that. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, everything. And also, depending on who you guys pick five, there's a player I want to ask you guys about. But go ahead. Orlando Magic with the number five overall pick. How? Who is Orlando Magic picking? I'm not as high on Kuminga as a lot of people, but I think it's Jonathan Kuminga. It's just, it's really hard to turn down a guy who's that athletic and just has like all sorts of little flashes of being really, really good. 
when you're talking about the guy where it's like he could be Kawhi. There's people who are going to believe it could be Kaminga. Um, Orlando is in a position right now where they they're willing to take I think a gamble like that. Um, he just he's so toolsy. It's hard to pass it up. This is a good place to have a project. I think I think you just take Jonathan Kaminga. All right, Bryce, who Orlando is taking for you? Yeah, so this is like again, this is where I think the draft starts. Um, so tomorrow night, um, outside of like just what I'm excited about for the Pistons, this is where I'm excited for the draft because I have no idea. I, I it could be Scotty Barnes, it could be Kaminga. Um, I had uh, Mark Schindler on Motor City Hoops the last episode. He said Josh Giddy. He he liked Josh Giddy as a fit there, um, as a playmaking you know guy that they're they're lacking. So. I, I honestly, Koo, I have no idea where they're going to go. Um, it, it could be a lot of different places. And they have two picks, so, you know, I mean, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, I, I'll accept that because it really is – it's all over the place. You've talked about it a lot, Bryce, but literally you see guys – like I've seen guys – after you mentioned it, I've went and looked. I've seen guys as high as five go all the way down to as low as like 12. And, like, it's all – it's literally all over the place. So I'll accept that. Um that actually opens up the possibility for me to ask this question. And we're at 40 minutes. I don't want to go too long. So we'll go ahead and try to fit this in. I'll say like under seven minutes. Let's try to get this under seven minutes. If we run over a little bit, it is what it is. I'm sure you guys enjoy the content, but I don't want to try to stay underneath seven. But anyways, you guys did not say a name that was kind of brought up in the Pistons community early on in the draft process before they knew they won the lottery. And that's James Booknight. Uh, I've seen a lot of people are starting to like him more and more on, on, on Twitter. Um, obviously, it's that he's just a pure scorer is what I've seen and what I've seen people say. Um, Bryce, what is what is your thoughts about James Booknight? Do you think he could go five? Do you think he could break into the top four, go four? Like, what what's your thoughts on James Booknight? And do you think he could be uh, a, a sleeping, like, shocker of the draft in a few years? I, I don't think he's going to sneak into the top five. I, I would say five to the end of the lottery. I know that's a wide range, um, but I think he's a lottery pick. Uh, I'll be honest for him. Uh, most of what the information I got is from Richard Stamen at Maz Draft. He does NBA Locked On Draft, and he has been very, very high on James Booknight from the start. I think he actually does have Booknight in his top five big board. But it's what you said. He's just a, a big time scorer, and that's what people see him as. I just want to throw out one name, a name that I've heard a little bit about, talked about, and I've heard a little bit more recently, and that's Sharif Cooper. Um, that's a guy, if you want a name for a guy that maybe isn't talked about as much, that could either be a surprise that lands in the lottery or doesn't even, but ends up have, being, having a really good rookie year and career and stuff, Sharif Cooper. Some people say he's the best passer in the class. All right, Hal, what's your thoughts about James Booknight? Uh, I like Booknight. He's a guy I would have pretty high just because I have a lot of faith. He's He's got, like, really great burst uh, really great first step, really good handle. Um, he's a guy you can really trust to take a dribble handoff or a simple pick and roll and get to the rim. Uh, incredible finisher. Both hands uh, shot over 60% at the rim. Um, low shooting numbers in college, but he also had a, a busted elbow, so it's hard to, to really project. I like what it looks like. I think he'll be good. Um, he has a few like biomechanical issues, just like knees that kind of wander on him. Um, he did have a knee injury when he was younger. So that's kind of like just a concern of if, is there an ACL waiting to happen there again? Um, the other thing is he's just not a great passer. He's okay. But like, that's, that's the reason he's not considered a top five guy 
is you just don't think he's going to come in as a five assist a game guy. So Sharif Cooper, <laughs> that, that dude is going to get all the assists. Uh, he's not just the best passer in this class. He's, he's better than uh, LaMelo as far as I'm concerned. Oh, uh, Oh God. He's yeah. LaMelo, LaMelo. LaMelo, LaMelo loves the street ball stuff. Sharif Cooper's got angles and touch and um, he's, he's got the same like bravery that LaMelo does where he just tries things but the quality of pass is even better. And he's a guy, his, his handle is incredible. Um, he gets into the paint with ease. He's, he's lives in the paint. He's always there. Uh, insanely good lob passer. He's also six one. So that's just like the reason he's not a top five guy is he can't shoot yet and he's tiny. So, but he is so much fun to watch. He's the, he's the kind of guy like the Knicks or somebody should just take because he'll he'll unlock everything for him. Love Sharif Cooper. Fair enough. So Bryce kind of gave his answer for who his surprise would be. Bryce, if there is someone else that you want to say, uh, you can go in. Uh, okay, fair enough. He's shaking his head no. You guys can't see that, but he is <laughs> he is shaking his head no. Um, <laughs> Hal, who is your one surprise that did not go in your top five that you could see? I mean, you could go as far as like down to ten, down to fifteen, down to twenty, however far you want to fall that you think they could go. Um, who's the one player that you could see that you think has the best chance to be like one of the biggest shockers, like a Donovan Mitchell type of thing or Giannis or Kawhi down the line where it's like, how did everybody miss on this guy? What happened? Or he just developed these skills that people didn't think he could develop and that just launched him into a different stratosphere. Who is that player for you? It's basically everyone five through 20. <laughs> like that's, that's what this draft is made out of. I think the names that really stand out. Um, and again, all of these guys are guys where if you believe on them, or sorry, if you believe in them, they're like the fifth pick for you. Like uh, Alperin Sengun is uh, a center who's just like got really fun passing, great rebounder. He's not like a stretch the floor big man yet, but like he's a guy, people who believe in him think he should be like one, two, three in this draft. That's how high he goes. I think he's like an eighth, ninth pick, but if he, you know, comes good, he's great. Um Another one that might be is Keon Johnson is probably like the most obvious thing, which is like you take the best athlete in the class, you give him a good development program four years from now, whoopsie, you got like the best player. It's, it's, you know, he is the best athlete and it's by some distance. He's the best athlete. And this is the class with uh, Jalen green in it. And he just stands out that much. Um, I think those are probably the two most interesting names. Like, Oh, and Zaire Williams is another one I'd throw out there where he's like the the Brandon Ingram guy, the skinny, uh, uh, slippery shooter who just like had a really rough year at Stanford. Nobody's really sure how to project him. But if you end up with a a 6'9 guy who shoots 40% from three and can do all sorts of other stuff, again, you're going to just end up with a guy who you think should have gone fourth or fifth in this draft. All right, fair enough. Uh, Actually, there's going to be – this is the last question we're going to end on. And all I want from you guys – Simply a name. That's all you guys got to give me. Simply a name. We'll wrap it up like this. I think this will be fun. We said who you guys think could be the surprise of this draft. I want you guys to give me one name of somebody that is a, if it was you, it's a big red flag, and you guys think he's going to bust. People may, or let's not say bust, because we don't want to act like we're projecting that onto people. We want that to happen. But who's the one player in this draft that you think is fooling people or is going to fool everybody and it's going to be, it's, it's a red flag. It's bad. Bryce, go ahead. I think Davian Mitchell's overrated. 
Okay, fair enough. I heard David Mitchell uh, mentioned a lot through the. I think I've seen people mention him to the Warriors, um, but I right, that's fair enough. Hal, who's your name? I mentioned him earlier, uh, Jalen Johnson. If he goes to a great development place, he's great. If he goes to a place that doesn't, you know, work with him, he's he could be like out of the league in two years. Fair enough. All right, so I just want to say thank you to both you guys for coming on here. This was a ton of fun to have both you guys on at the same time. This was. This actually was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we'll go one by one here. Hal, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you and your podcast at. Uh, you can find us at uh, The Busted Header, and uh, it should be on all your podcast platforms. You can find me at Hal Bridius on Twitter and everywhere else. All right, Bryce, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you. Yep, Motor City Hoops on Twitter. Um, go check out the podcast. Koo was on a couple episodes ago. Had Mark Schindler, Rod Beard, um, some fun guests coming up. And I just, you know, I guess self-plug here, I, I have the fortunate to be able to join the Detroit Bad Boys uh, in an official oh, yeah. capacity with Koo and, and everybody over there. So I'm excited to do that. Big congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you, Hal. Yeah, Thank you, guys. Man. Yeah, absolutely. That's big stuff, man. Good job, man. Yeah, I've told you since the beginning, man, you deserve everything that's coming, man. You you, you got some good content, man. Good stuff. Um, but anyways, ending the podcast. Thank you guys for listening today. I hope the draft goes really well for everybody tonight. I, I hope you guys all come back on Friday uh, happy with Kay Cunningham jerseys on. I hope we're all happy. I really, I really, really hope I don't have to record a podcast with Jalen Green as a Detroit Piston. I really hope I don't have to do this because I'll just – God, I hope we're all happy, basically, heading into Friday. Thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys later. Peace out, everybody.